Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in. It's Game Time Decisions right here. On a Thursday night, I'm your host, Kevin Walsh. Again, Packed House is going to be uh, starting in 10 minutes' time as the guests will roll on in. We're going to set up the NFL game here before we get to the college football. Once, uh, one game uh, with George State and Coastal Carolina, we're going to break down for you. But before that, let's go to Davis Maddock, who gives us the same game parlay for Thursday night football. San Francisco 49ers, New York Giants. All right, guys, it is time for another same-game parlay over on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Thursday night football, the New York Giants traveling to play against the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers look like maybe the best team in the NFL. The Giants off to a disastrous start, getting blown out by the Cowboys and having a furious fourth-quarter comeback against the Arizona Cardinals. Saquon Barkley out for the Giants. Wide receiver rotation up in the air for the Giants. So all of that is playing into how we are going to play this. We are going to begin... Actually, by taking the over on 43.5 total points here, one, the 49ers should be able to crest 30 points fairly easily, I think, against this Giants defense. And Brian Dable and the Giants showed that when they get down, they are willing to absolutely chuck the ball. I don't think we will see a repeat of the Dallas game, although the over could have hit there if the Giants had any ability on offense. Then, of course, we are going to take the 49ers money line. I really don't see a world where the 49ers lose this game. Maybe if they get down to their ninth string quarterback or Kyle Juszczyk is having to play quarterback or something like that. And then one of the strangest lines, going to take the over on Matt Breida, 11 and a half receiving yards in this game one I think the Giants should be very pass heavy in a come from behind effort here but with no Barkley I think Breida is going to own third downs over Gary Brightwell and Eric Gray really think this line should probably be more like 17 or 18 and a half really just felt low to me this is going to give us a three-leg same game parlay on the FanDuel Sportsbook of plus 305 49ers money line over 43 and a half total points and over 11 and a half receiving yards for Matt Breida. Good luck tonight, everybody. All right, appreciate Davis stomping by. As I mentioned as well, the Matt Breida stuff, if I'm getting involved, it's the receiving game, it would be the receptions. I'm going to take a back seat. It could be a nice live play on the Breida receptions. If, if I seem saying Breida, Breida. If, they're, if the Giants are trailing, right, then you start to get some more of those dump-offs to the running back there. Interested to see him on that over, 43-and-a-half. Again, that number is dropping. Let me get you the latest uh, in that football game there, just to give you an idea, because we, we opened the show 10-and-a-halves. Those 10-and-a-halves are pretty solid. Some loose, flat 10s do sit out there on the New York Giants. Uh, and then the 43-and-a-half, that's now solid. So there was a 42-and-a-half for a moment's notice. Looks like there was buyback on that number here. Uh, I already kind of mentioned some of the action that I'm on in that football game is going to be the Giants plus the 10-and-a-half. Brock Purdy over one and a half passing touchdowns, and then George Kittle's anytime touchdown score uh, at plus 190 did boost that bad boy up. A plus 190 uh, is still a number that you can get uh, plenty of plenty of access on, uh, and looks like the best number that you can find. Let's talk some college football here. We're involved in the Sun Belt, baby. Coastal Carolina, Georgia State. Really excited, actually, for this game tonight because this game's got plenty of juice. Look at this total; it's big time. It's 62 and a half. We've got ourselves a five and a half point spread in favor of Coastal Carolina. Now, you go through these teams, and, and they've each played three games. Uh, it's 2-1 and one so far for Coastal, 3-0 for Georgia State. Uh, Coastal, though, have covered in all of their games. Georgia State did not cover in their opener 
against Rhode Island. An 18-point number they laid it. They were never covering in that game. Coastal was able to stay in touch on a UCLA number that was over two touchdowns. They lost it by two touchdowns, 27-13. to 13. The thing for Coastal is that rest of their numbers are not really comparable to this five-and-a-half spot here. They were laying 13-and-a-half to Jacksonville State, and then they laid uh, five touchdowns to Duquesne. Georgia State had a short number that they were laying against UConn, absolutely rolled them. Then against Charlotte, uh, they handled their business as well, laying six and a half on the road. They win it by 16. So and against the spread, although you, it's odd, right? Coastal's 3-0, and Georgia State's 2-1, and but Coastal's not had much of, in terms of comparison number here. Georgia State's been a little bit better. Uh, everybody knows Grayson McCall at this point. He's been, you know, here for a long time with, with uh, Coastal Carolina. Actually, he's trying to win a fourth consecutive Sunbelt Player of the Year award. You could take a look at his passing prop. That number's 265 and a half. He's over that in the first two games of the season, and then against Duquesne, blowout style, throws the ball only 16 times, completes 12 of them for 169 yards and two touchdowns. So, he was certainly on his way, right? Now, you take a look at this Georgia State defense, and what did they allow? Rhode Island's quarterback throws for over 400. UConn combined QB situation, 267. Charlotte combined QB situation throws for 268. The, the difficult thing for me is the UConn and Charlotte numbers just crept over. Now, they're not Grayson McCall, but those were major trailing games, right? Again, UConn gets blasted by 21. Charlotte gets beat by 16. Is a favorite status here for Grayson McCall and the Chanticleers. So I pulled back off his numbers. The numbers that I absolutely love, though, all come from Marcus Carroll, who's the lead running back for the Georgia State Panthers. Now, Granger, who's the quarterback for Georgia State, is a great runner. He's been there for a while. And my belief has always been a running quarterback can open things up for a great running back. And so far, Marcus Carroll has been great. 67 carries. 358 yards, seven touchdowns through three games. He's carried the ball 20 or more times in every single game. He's found the end zone in every single game. 184 in week one, 107 in week two, held the 67 against Charlotte. But I'll live with that because so far the coastal defense has been vulnerable on the ground. Now, Marcus Carroll is owning this backfield here. So I expect 20-plus carries. If you look at the matchups for Coastal so far, it's kind of been some even workloads out there. So what I did is I took the top two runners against Coastal Carolina, combined them. So for UCLA, 24 carries, uh, 26 carries, excuse me, 152 yards. Jacksonville State, 24 carries, 108 yards. Duquesne, 21 carries, 140 yards from the top two backs in those games. So for Marcus Carroll tonight, the 97.5 rushing yards prop. Look, if, you, if you're the books, are you posting 112.5, you know, 120.5? No, but I think that's the range that Marcus Carroll can get into. If you're a plus money hunter, then I think you can start to apply some of those shots. I think plus 150 is the tallest number that you can find on Marcus Carroll, and I wouldn't mind that look if you did get involved. Uh, and by the way, that spread, I just saw 4.5 uh, pop up here. So some people are betting. Georgia State right now. So do keep your eyes uh, on that game that'll kick off in less than a half hour now here in the Sun Belt, Coastal Carolina, Georgia State. We like the Marcus Carroll rushing prop over the 97.5. Major League Baseball, we just talked about it. The over seven for the Yankees, Blue Jays is where I'm going to start this off. Peter Apple's going to stop by and help us go through the rest of this baseball board. Braves Nats did just begin, by the way. There wasn't anything for me in that game. Classic Atlanta line, they're laying. Minus 250 on the road. It, it just nothing necessarily popped off the page for me against Jake Irvin and the Washington Nationals. But we've got two 715 starts. Guardians, Orioles, Phillies, Mets. Uh, 740, Cubs, Pirates is isolated. And then the late night baseball, it's Athletics, Tigers, Detroit, the road favorite. And then the Dodgers and the Giants. We break that down next year. It's game time. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And... 
producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Live with you right here on Sports Grid. This is Game Time Decisions. I'm Kevin Walsh. Jumping in with us now, Peter Apple here on a busy Thursday night. Peter, how's it going? Kevin, thanks for having me on. We got football, we got baseball. It's a good time to be alive. Yeah, absolutely, man. Look, uh, we're going to get into this football game here. I want to just quickly, uh, on this baseball board tonight, a little lighter card as per usual on a Thursday. Uh, Were there any items that stood out to you as you were going through it? Yeah, I don't. I didn't have any action on the board, but there were a couple of spots that I was looking at. Uh, my heaviest lean would probably be the under in Chicago versus Pittsburgh. But the only thing that kept me off it, especially this late in the season, is you generally don't want to catch the falling knife. First game ends 14 to 1, an absolute offensive onslaught. Game two, 13 to 7, with a perceived really good pitching matchup between Justin Steele and Mitch Keller. And now you have Kyle Hendricks Mm -hmm. and Johan Oviedo. I like both of these pitchers. Kyle Hendricks has had a lot of success against this Pittsburgh lineup. But again, when bad quote unquote offenses start getting hot, you don't really want to step in the middle, but historically Hendricks has performed well in these spots. Then you look on the flip side with Oviedo. He's also had some success against the Cubs. Albeit, if you look at his full season sample, we're looking at a 5.23 ERA and the expected number, some peripherals don't point towards a lot of success, but that really came in one bad start. I like both pitchers in these matchups. The bullpens match up well, so I would lean to eight and a half. But again, the thing that is keeping me off is these two offenses might be too hot at this current juncture, even if the bet Mm -hmm. itself makes sense. So that's why I stayed off it. But normally, if we were in August or really any time of the year, this would be a play on the under eight and a half for me. Discipline is, is obviously always key, especially as you kind of transition into that point, right, in, in this baseball season. The one thing, though, Peter, I wanted to ask you about, and it's one of these things where I, I, I don't want to, uh, you know, you always got to toe the line of, of being annoying to people, but I cannot stop talking about the Astros because... I know everything suggests they're going to be fine. They're talented. They have pedigree. They have the schedule. They are booked basically anywhere you look, though, as the American League favorites. It is September 1st, and there is no guarantee that they are going to be in the playoffs. Am I making something out of, out of nothing here, Peter? What do you think of this AL race? I don't think you're making something out of nothing. Because the Houston Astros definitely have their problems. It is not the strong Astros team that we are used to. However, I think the reason they are still being priced as the favorites here is because you look at them and they have their issues, but you look at the other teams in their division and it's not like they are blowing anybody out of the water either. We have seen the Rangers since the Really, the trade deadline post-All-Star break not look nearly the same as what they did in the first half. You look at the Seattle Mariners, now they got hot there. I'm actually invested in the Seattle Mariners over 87 and a half wins, so I'm currently sweating out a ticket on them. also have them to win the World (laughs) Series. I'm heavily invested in the Seattle Mariners long-term because I believe in their pitching staff. But again, they've been slightly disappointing. So the Astros are in a weirdly good-slash-bad spot Because while they have been disappointing, the rest of the teams in their division share the same. But I actually feel that that 
win over the Orioles with a Mauricio Dubon single to right field in order for them to win on a walk-off is the kind of thing that the Astros needed. They needed a little bit of a jolt. And I think the Astros got a little bit comfortable. They have been the Mm. prohibitive favorites. They know that this is their league to lose. And I truly think the way they've been playing is a little bit comfortable. But they saw what the Orioles did. And I think that was a kick in the rear that they needed. I'm still confident they win the division. And while I am invested in the Mariners long term, I still invested early on in the season for the Astros to win the division. I'm still confident in both those plays. I still think the Astros will pull it out. But I prefer the Orioles to get past them if we're talking World Series odds. Yeah, look, there's, you know, I'm just kind of looking around. There's really only one book I see that's pricing Baltimore in front of them. It's just when security, right? Baltimore has it so far more ahead of them. It's why, and look, I'm well aware it is likely a losing ticket. I, I, I told people I bet it more so for a hedge opportunity. But in terms of, you know, security, Minnesota, nobody has more security than the Minnesota Twins. So I took a piece of a plus 950. And let's just hope and pray that they can kind of figure it out there. That's where the American League, you know, race to me is so fascinating. But let's get to Thursday Night Football, uh, Peter, because I know you've got some action here in this game tonight. And one thing that's caught the attention for me has been a dropping total. And I think that's something that you agree with here between the Niners and the Giants. Absolutely. I bet the under 44 um, yesterday, about last night, And it's cool to see, right? You get a CLV trophy if you beat the closing line. Good for me. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, let's actually win a bet at this point because that's the most important part of the cap. So we have a couple of trends working in our general direction, right? You look at long-term since 2000. Favorites 10 or more, the under is hitting at a 59% rate. You look at primetime unders, you know, it's over 60%. So those immediately is going to lead me towards the under. And another contrarian angle. San Francisco 49ers put up 30 against the Los Angeles Rams. New York Giants put up 31 against the Arizona Cardinals. But this is normally a letdown spot for an offense. So since the year again, 2000, teams who were trailing by 10 at halftime and then ended up winning the game, it's normally a flat spot for them. They're under 40% ATS. And we saw that with the Jets against the Cowboys, that incredible win against the Bills, and then a big letdown spot here. I think we're going to see a letdown spot for the Giants. And at the same time, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I am not injuring any of my big guys in this game. This is not a primetime short week game where I'm showing everybody my amazing play calls. Certainly not what I'm trying to do. Now, could I be wrong? Of course, it's a bet. But at the same time, if I'm trying to step into the mind of Kyle Shanahan, I am not going to give them everything I have. I think the 49ers are going to soak the clock. I think the Giants are going to really struggle to move the ball without Saquon Barkley, without their offensive linemen. You know, a couple of them are out. I think this is one of those you go to sleep and take the under games. I got the 49ers mm-hmm. winning 24 to 14. I see a lot of value even with the line creeping down to 43. Works for a cover for me as well on that 10 and a half. But pair that, why the Eli Mitchell under then for you? Or is it over? Yeah, so I have Elijah Mitchell over 27 and a half rushing. Okay, okay, that's also seen that line climb to about 30 and a half. Good for me. Closing line value. Let's see if it's actually win a bet. So with Elijah Mitchell, I think Christian McCaffrey is not going to see his 20 plus touches. I think Kyle Shanahan knows he's a guy who's dealt with injuries before. We have a good running back here. Let's use him. Let's see what we got moving forward. It's still early on in the season. And I think against a suspect Giants rush defense, I think we see Elijah Mitchell. And then in the middle of that, I see a big run-heavy game script for the San Francisco 49ers. Dexter Lawrence has gone over this in 13 of 18 games. So I took Dexter Lawrence, which you can find at 3.5 at about minus 150. Give me the 4 at a plus price. And Elijah Mitchell at over 27.5. Fantastic. I like that. Yeah, I read that that wrong. That was to say the Eli Mitchell over makes a lot of sense with everything that you're kind of talking about there. The the CMC is an attempts prop of 17 and a half. I don't want to go anywhere under yards on McCaffrey. He's got two games with 250 plus rushes already. So I'm trying to be, you know, cautious on that number. But again, I thought it wouldn't make sense for them to kind of run him into the ground in this game, Peter. So I'm going to agree with what you're saying. Quick, we got about 30 seconds. Is there one game on Sunday you're tracking early, trying to wait for a line? Well, I've made a bunch of bets so far, but 
really okay. what's becoming my favorite bet, something I make every week three. I'm taking the Broncos plus the seven. You got a 2-0 and ATS team facing an 0-2 ATS mm. team, and I don't fully believe in the Dolphins yet. I think this is a buy low spot on Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos, and I'm willing to be hurt on Russell Wilson. We'll see what happens. My favorite spread last week, Broncos minus three and a half. I texted somebody, Peter. I said, look, this is going well, and I shouldn't acknowledge it, but blah, blah, blah. There's no way they blow this. And I don't care. I'm not blaming myself for the jinx. That's not on me. That's on Sean Payton. It's not on Russell Wilson either. Peter Apple, great stuff, my man. We'll be back here on Game Time Decisions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Back to right here. It's Game Time Decisions. I'm your host, Kevin Walsh. We've got Tom Vecchio here, who does a great job breaking down a whole bunch of things. Tom, I need your opinion on something. I've been over Yankees. Blue Jays, seven. The score is 3 nothing in the first inning. Bad job out of the producers not telling me in my ear that things are going well. Should, is, is that on me or is that on them to give me that heads up? I feel like you they should have told me right away. You have the over, you said? Over seven. Oh, yeah. I think, I mean... You got action and it's live and good things are happening. I mean, someone's got to let you know. You know what? See, Tom Vecchio, you might start something on that college hockey. I like what you're bringing to the table. Before we get to this uh, football game tonight, are you betting any? Did you bet anything today, Major League Baseball wise, home run props? Did anything catch your eye? Yeah, Gunnar Henderson for the Orioles. Uh, I don't know if that game has started yet. It might be a 740 or 8 o'clock start, but. Uh, he's got a 282 ISO versus righties this year, and he's going up against Hunter Gaddis, who just got called up from AAA for the Guardians because uh, Tanner Beebe is done for the year. Just insane splits for him. Hunter Gaddis is a fly ball pitcher, so Gunnar Henderson, home run. If you want to you know, go easy with like an RBI prop, that is certainly very viable as well. All right, fantastic. I think that game just uh, just started, so you can probably – well, you can probably bet that you can bet that stuff live. I'm pretty sure. So right, uh, get in the mix, get in the mix. A little Gunnar Henderson action there. I like it. All right, let's talk some football here, Tom. Ten and a half point line in favor of the Giants. Totals 43 and a half. You line this game up, and there's been some movement uh, on one of your favorite items. Uh, tell the people uh, about that, and if you would still bet it at this dropping number. So yesterday, it was 29 and a half yards for Paris Campbell, his receiving prop. And I love the under on 29 and a half. It's now currently 24 and a half. So it's dropped a considerable amount. I, I think this might be a stateway spot. If you could find it at 27, that's probably the limit of where I would go. And this is going to be a negative game script for the Giants. So they're, they're going to have to pass the ball. And But this has been the situation for them in the first two games. And Paris Campbell just isn't seeing the field a ton. He has the third highest a snap rate when it comes to wide receivers, not just all players on the Giants, but wide receivers. And he has a super low 15.6% target share. So they're not getting him the ball when they've been in these passing game scripts the first two games, like literally the entire time. And even with Saquon out, like I don't expect him to play a massive role. So if you can find a 27, maybe a 26, 
if you have better odds on it, that's where I'd go. But he just is not a factor in the offense right now. What I think is interesting, though, is some spots are opening up his rushing plus receiving. Because you're on the receiving number, right? Right, under 29. They throw him, right. If they throw him a crazy end around, I think the, like if you wanted to bet Paris Campbell tonight, I think the rushing receiving and just just see what happens, right? Because he could be an explosive player, but obviously the the number certainly makes sense here. Then you're looking at a couple of tight ends tonight. One of these, I actually got involved myself, so I'm curious. Why are you betting the George Kittle anytime touchdown? Uh, well, for, I love his odds. First off, you know, at plus 190. Yeah. And, you know, this was yesterday before Brandon Ayuk got ruled out. And I think Ayuk being ruled out is only a positive for Kittle. And, you know, it's only two-game sample size. He hasn't done a whole lot. 17.3% target share. 16.7% uh, red zone target share. And I think that's the most interesting part. So if we look back to last year, after Brock Purdy took over at quarterback, only those games, he had a 27.6 red zone target share, which was tied for CMC as the highest on the 49ers. So when push comes to shove, they get to the scoring area. The 49ers, at least when it comes to passing the ball, they're looking at two players. It's CMC and George Kittle. So super low target share, uh, red zone target share to start the year. I'm not worried about that. Positive regression should be coming there because we know what Kyle Shanahan's play calling tendencies are once they get to the red zone. And yeah, he hasn't scored this year. So it's kind of his time. Ayuk got one in week one. Debo got one last week. It's Kittle's time this week. Yeah, I, I agree. Also, look, just with 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 Ayuk out, right? As you said, just opens it up a little bit. Opens it up a little bit here. Someone uh, shot me a text saying Darren Waller anytime touchdown score, and I was like, ooh, what? I was like, maybe I'm not thinking enough about that. Just if they are going to score tonight, the Giants, and I don't think they're going to be shut out in this football game here. That you could see the Darren Waller touchdown. You're on his yardage though. Yeah. I'm fine with his touchdown. I'd have to just double-check the odds real quick of what Waller's sitting at. Was it up at 280? That's a pretty good number. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it depends on what you think the Giants offense is going to do overall, but it does make sense. I think his yards are a little bit safer. Uh, you know, coming into this game, he has a team-high 20.3 target share, which is actually really interesting. I think the most interesting part are two things when it comes to him. One, he has an 8.6 average depth of target A dot which is obviously pretty low, but that's really where it should be for a tight end. And I think we have to factor in the mm -hmm. Giants ruled out their starting left tackle. And we looked to San Francisco yeah. through two games. They have 34 quarterback pressures, and they're only allowing opposing quarterbacks to go for a 6.9 A dot in terms of who they are targeting opposing quarterbacks. So if the offensive line is not going to be at 100% and Daniel Jones has to get the ball out, he's just going to be going to his favorite target, who's already Waller, and it's not going to be deep down the field because he's under pressure. So, like, too much of this lines up, especially if they're going to be trailing, you know, 10.5-point underdogs. They're going to have to get the ball to Waller, and 48.5 seems pretty easy. Yeah, I, I I like what you're at there. I think it's so – it's it's tough because we didn't get any Daniel Jones, no Saquon games last year because I don't want to go – I think it would be – personally. Right. Uh, I, I think it would be risky to go into Daniel Jones, no Saquon, pre-Dable era. I, I don't want to – kind of, you know, fixate on that at all, Tom. But that totally fair. Then I, I can't get involved, and I'm a little annoyed by it. All right, I'll be honest. I did put $5 on Gary. I, Tom already told me this was stupid. I don't care. I put $5 on Gary Brightwell to have the most rushing yards in this game. I, I thought I was going to be very excited by the Matt Breida props. I'm not. I don't know, I don't know what this backfield is going to look like tonight in New York here. Yeah, it, it's... And part of the problem is, I think the issue is they're facing such a good defense and it's such a large spread where if this was a Sunday game and it was like a three-point spread, a six-point spread, we might have a different take on things. But it's a short week. They're missing their star player. And now we have two running backs that have, we kind of know what they are at this point in terms of their production and their capability in such a bad spot for them to accumulate yards that I, this is just a total stay away spot for me. Like you want to take that flyer on him to lead the game, which, you know, it, it could make sense. Like you said, we were talking about before we came on, like you don't expect CMC to get a ton of carries just because they're going to be up by so mm -hmm. much. And it's going to be a few carries here, a few carries there where he may get there just based on like attrition where he just gets the yards because he gets them and no one else has a hundred yards. Yeah. yeah I, I just, I thought like the Matt Brader attempts prompt might go. It was eight and a half. 
Like, what game script do we see tonight where Matt Breda runs the ball 10 times? Like, sit. Like, like I don't know. I don't know. Even if it's close, I don't know if that's what Matt, Matt Breda's role is going to be for the Giants tonight. Right. And like you said, what game script are we, are we going to be seeing tonight? Because if the Giants can keep this close, the idea for them would probably just to, to bleed the clock, right, and keep this in a one-possession game where mm-hmm. – they like as given what we've seen from their defense, they can't get into a shootout, and then that turns into CMC seeing the ball 25 times, and he's going to run all over the place. So, with how efficient their offense can be, and I know Brock Purdy doesn't put up massive numbers, but he's super efficient and getting the ball to to Debo, whether they're running bubble screens or jet sweeps or quick easy targets. Like their offense is too good for the Giants, and if they mm-hmm. run all over the place, then Breed is not going to see anything. Yeah, I, I just. And I, I, I do think this game is going to be great for some live betting. I, I think the, the way some of, because some of these numbers are already starting really low, right? Like, so Peter Apple just came by and, and said he was on Elijah Mitchell. Uh, and that props, you know, it, it, right now I think you can stick 30 and a half, 31 and a half, right? But if he doesn't get the, any work on the first drive, which would be totally normal, Tom, the yeah. Eli Mitchell number could drop down to 22 and a half all of a sudden. Right, and and if you're going along the premise that, like you've already established, CMC is not going to see the ball 25 times or 20 times because they just don't have to, that actually makes a lot of sense where CMC may not see any action in the fourth quarter if they're up by 14 points. Mm -hmm. Why put him out there? As you said, you know, a a few injuries in his history. Why put him out there? And that actually does open up a lot of opportunity for, for live betting overs after the game starts. Yeah. Go, go big picture with me for a second, Tom. Giants lose this game. They fall down to one and two. The following week, they're home against the Seahawks. Then it's at Dolphins, and then it's at Bills. Are they done already? Like, is this did this team season end just because they lost to Dallas in Week One in their own building here? Does this like I'm and I'm betting the Giants to cover tonight, and I don't really think they have much of a chance to to win this football game here. But the, like the Giants have to show a little bit of something in this game. Right. And the big picture would be they lose tonight, right? And then they let, you know, whatever happens in, in Seattle, I think, is more important than the Bills game because we're talking about conference, you know, conference right. schedule, conference records at that right. point. And that is obviously tiebreakers when it get, comes down to the end of the season. And they still have to play the Eagles twice after this, which is, you know, at some point it's not going to be easy. And Washington is a, a competent team this year. So, yeah, it's, it's tough sledding for the Giants and doing so in the upcoming weeks, potentially without Saquon, with him not 100%, whatever it's going to be. Like, it is not looking up for Big Blue right now. Yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I think there's, there's aspects of this roster where I wanted to be in on this team. All of them, of course, did involve their incredibly overpriced quarterback. But the, the schedule is not there for them. Like, I think they can start to find a way to cover some numbers here, but the schedule is, is for me, just not there. Tom, we appreciate it. Best of luck uh, tonight on, uh, on all those bets, and let's see if Gunnar Henderson can put one over. Thanks for having me. Awesome stuff, as always. We're back right here in just SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Back right here on Game Time Decisions. I'm your host, Kevin Walsh. We've got eyeballs right now in the Sun Belt. Coastal Carolina and Georgia State is underway. A game that will be followed tonight on In-Game Live by, of course, both Joe Ranieri and Dave Sharapan. And you might say there's no way they're going to follow this game. Well, if I know Joe Ranieri, in about two minutes, he's going to tell you that this Thursday nighter is going to be one of the worst games you've ever watched in your entire life. So you might as well put the Sun Belt on your other TV because... That's how it goes. Uh, Joe, I'll kick it to you first. Niners, Giants, what are you looking at? Well, I uh, I found a prop. Uh, Grayson McCall to have more passing yards than either of the two losers we're going to have to watch tonight on Thursday <laughs> Night Football. So I went uh, I went with that route. I went that route because I do think uh, absolutely he's maybe the best quarterback we're going to see here uh, tonight wow. with Danny Dimes and Brock Purdy. But uh, listen, I hate Thursday night games. The players hate it. And if the players hate it, then there's pretty much a good chance we're not going to get some quality football as we have seen over the last couple of years. I think it's overreaction to what we got from the Giants the first two weeks. I think everyone's anticipating that this is going to be a steamroll game uh, for the 49ers. I don't because I think the back door is going to be open in this game the entire time. I, I see no reason for the 49ers to do anything except be happy to walk away with a win. This has got prevent defense written all over it, and this has got a inside the ten and a half written all over it. Uh, Dave, what do you think here, Giants Niners? You're also wearing baseball tonight, which was a little surprising. Go ahead. What do you like? Mm. Well, I'm wearing the baseball because this might be one of the best games of the night, the Dodgers and the Giants. We'll get to that shortly. I didn't want to come on to the Giants stuff, San Francisco Giants stuff, and give you and Ranieri a window to come barging through. So we went that route. Mm -hmm. Listen, K-Dub, it's pretty mm -hmm. simple. The total in this game is 43 and a half. The total in the mm – -hmm. will you say the Coastal Carolina nickname for me, please? Can you say it? Because oh, only you say it. Years are out in business tonight, man. I couldn't wait right. to see you today, not only to see that jacket you're wearing, but to hear Shanta. you say Chanticleers. That game has all the juice, K-Dub. That's the game I'm watching. I'm going to let Ranieri handle the the, uh, the Giants and the Niners. Yeah, look, here's, mm. here's the thing for me. with the I, I also took the Giants, Joe, and I was talking to Donnie. And he was like, I'll, I'll take the Niners in the first half. It, the score is 46 nothing in the first two halves combined that the, the Giants have played this season. Brian, mm -hmm. put Brian Dable and his undeserved Coach of the Year award on the hot seat if this guy's trailing by double digits again to open up a season. In fact, actually, I hope he brought it with him to the Bay Area so he can walk it across the field to the guy who deserved it last year in Kyle Shanahan. This isn't even an Eagles Nick Sirianni thing. You do not get yep. Coach of the Year award for going 9-8 and eight while the other guy goes and wins 13 games with seven different starting quarterbacks here. Is that unfair, Joe? Can Brian Dable, if he's going to be coach of the year, hang inside double digits, please? Right. It, there's no argument here. I mean, I'll go one step further. I'll tell you that the Giants closed as an eight-point underdog to the Eagles in the playoffs last year. And as far as I'm concerned, this is a better Giants team uh, than the one that they had in that playoff series. So I think the 10-and-a-half is just over the top here in a reaction on a Thursday night game where no Brandon Ayuk and he's been the number one target for Brock Purdy. Mm -hmm. I can't possibly see the 49ers and Shanahan continuing to use Christian McCaffrey in 25, 26 touches a game in, in the first three weeks of the season. I think this is going to be a lot more running. I think this is going to be a, uh, a whole lot more of conservative football that we're going to get from the 49ers. And I think the Giants are going to take some shots. And I think they're going to have some success at uh, some point in this game. 
because it's Thursday night and the craziness happens on Thursday night here. 43 and a half, and you're giving me more than, what, two scores? I, I mean, there's only one way to go with this. Yeah, I mean, and look, if people need a reminder of the madness of Thursday, I mean, it was on oh. full display last week. The Vikings fumbled, I mean, what was it, 40 times did they fumble? Mm-hmm. That game was a yep. dead... So Justin Jefferson was going to put the game on pace. He fumbles out of the end zone. It's a dead under at halftime. Five minutes into the second half, the live total was 60. I mean, so that's Thursday night football. Also, you know, the, 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 the home teams are not covering the way everybody wants to believe that they are on Thursday night. They haven't covered yet this season unless you waited two minutes until kick and got the five and a half on the Eagles. They've not been covering over the past couple of years. So those, those and Dave, I'll ask you that. Is that not something at this point odds makers are well aware of that people would prefer to bet a home team on a Thursday night short week? Oh, of course. You see the number always a little bit extra when it comes out, you know, the week in advance. And you try to find that number, and then you just wait and let it come down during the week. And then right before the game, when, you know, it's about 70 to 80% of the bets on a game come in the day of the game. So all that early line movement and all that early line analysis and all that other stuff, it's pretty much nonsense. So you you see it happen the day of the game. Yes, K-Dub, there's always a little bit extra, but that's the way people bet it. Because, you know, that's what they've been told for years. Right. Uh, so let me do what do I want to do. Here? Mm. Let me do the college football quickly, and then I'll mention the baseball board. Because yes. I don't get to talk to you again, Joe, on a Friday. It's this, mm-hmm. you know, six. I love that there are six games of ranked, ranked teams. Oh, and by the way, the most important game mm-hmm. in the ACC calendar. Because Clemson couldn't keep themselves in the top 25 with FSU and Clemson. Of this packed college football board game, Joe, which one has your attention the most? Well, if I remember, there was a uh, team, uh, what's the, oh, yeah, Colorado. Uh, I think they're playing this week. Uh, ask me why I know that. It's because that's all anybody is friggin' talking about is Colorado, who is going to lose, quite honestly, by 65 points in this game oh, wow. here. I don't see it being even remotely close. But I saw a stat today, which I thought was fantastic, that 86% of the tickets – Right now at, uh, at uh, I believe it was Hard Rock, have um, they're on Colorado in the money line at plus 600. So <laughs> what in the world, Dave, when 86% of the tickets are on the money line for Colorado? I mean, what in the world could go wrong? It's, got, it's the easiest money. They're, they're printing money for you here. Take the money line with Colorado because 86% of the tickets are on it. Instead of 21. Like... You're getting 21. Take the 21. Don't worry about the money line. Like, that's a bonus. Take the money line. Take the 21 if you're going to bet Colorado. Um, No. Okay, Dub. You see the total in this game. This is a a speed limit in a rural area. All right? It's almost 75. The game that I'm most interested in, K-Dub, you know, you didn't ask, but I am taking over right now. I'm not trying to host, though. You're the host. Penn State, Iowa. Is it? Penn State, Iowa. Oh, okay, Dub. Whiteout game. No, that's what? the one. Stop. What? First of that's all, why do you, you why are they using the whiteout for Iowa? What are the what are the rules that have allowed that to be? Aren't they hosting half Ohio the team's State not this playing? Year? Like th- three of their starters aren't even playing in this game. So what are you all proud? Like stop it. Stop. It's a terrible game. Terrible. <laughs> I didn't make it's the an rules. Absolutely they awful game. this game to be the whiteout. They got to go into the Ohio State game undefeated. Game. This is the only other game that may challenge no. them. K-Dub, no. we could talk about that. Ask, you asked Lisi no. on Saturday. It's a big game. I mean, for no, the big, well, it's I'll not ask, a big game. I'll ask right, Ben, and he'll tell you it's the, it's the game of the no. slate because yeah. he's hoping the game has nine points no. in it, which – I mean, I'm going to just bet the old stupid Iowa team. I hate that no. team so much. Ben Stevens, ben Stevens will come out and tell you how Indiana is going to boat race Akron for 20 minutes. And nobody oh, wants no. to hear that either. That's an absolute no. awful game also. So, no, nobody you know cares about Big Ten football right now. It's all about the Pac-12, and it's all about the mm. SEC, the wannabe SEC. Mm. And I got news for you. Nick Saban, in the first time since the 1830s, is going to lose – Two games in the same year really? at home in his own building. Just saying it. I'm calling it right now. I'm telling you. 
It's over for Nick Saban and Alabama. It's over. Wow. I would have thought, honestly, I mean, I guess this is silly of me, but I don't know why I would think I know Ranieri well enough. I would have thought you would have been all over Bama, Joe. Where, no. Because aren't people lining up on Ole Miss finally? Yes. Isn't this the what? wraparound spot? Yes. Kiffin, the last three times he's played him now, within one score. If you watched any yeah. of the first couple of games of Alabama, he still can't decide on who his quarterback is going to be, and we're in the third, what, fourth game of the season? It is not good in Alabama, and you're going to need to score points if you're going to beat this Ole Miss team, well, and if anybody will do it, it'll be Kiffin. Uh, can someone explain this to me? And Because I know you two both have access to this numbers. As Did they really open this total at 48 and a half? Is that a mm-hmm. real thing that really happened? Yeah, is that yeah, is that how that happened? The t- it's a touchdown higher. Was there supposed to be weather? Is there something that I didn't know about that they knew about, Mm-mm. Joe? Did they think Buckner was going to start? Wait, Old Miss in Alabama. I have an opener fifty five, so I don't know. I, that's I, that's my I, opener here. I'm Donnie seeing fifty four. Currently, well, at the open, you're saying? Donnie's got those Fugazi books, so you can't go by yeah, what Donnie yeah, says. Yeah. You know that. He's got, it's like, Uncle Leo. Dad, that's the Chinese oh, restaurant on the corner. True. There's a guy in the yes. back, hangs out by the dumpster, and he's and he's yeah. opening up bogus numbers. Don't go by Donnie. That, that All right, listen, you know what? I'm going to have to clip that and send it to him. I just needed to make sure that apparently, like, <laughs> all the, the books weren't too busy to, like, post a no. normal number in the Alabama no. Ole Miss game because – that was completely shaking my head. I do love that this – I hate – I'm just – I don't like the Utah team. Dave, I like mm. that every week they have to try and guess whether or not their quarterback's going to play. And you can – they have no idea. They have no idea if Cam Rising's playing no. in this game. They Nobody's absolutely seen do not. That was, that was the game I had actually <laughs> circled here. I had two for you, uh, K-Dub. Yeah. That was UCLA-Utah. And the other one – which we can get to in a second, or you can talk to the college football guys on Saturday about is North Carolina at Pitt. Pitt is atrocious. Mm-hmm. Quarterback play terrible. They were at the, oh in God. the backyard brawl. You're wearing that light blue, baby blue, whatever that blue is. That looks like Carolina blue. That's the play mm. in the ACC game. You're talking about Florida State. Underneath, North Carolina beats Pitt. Utah, UCLA, I honestly don't know. And you're right. When the book throws up a five, they say, you know what? We'll throw up a five and let the betters tell us. It's still sitting yeah. around that number. So I think you'll see the line move when they get confirmation, yes or no, on a Utah quarterback. It'll be interesting. Ranieri, anything uh, baseball tonight for you? No, I was, was going to bet against the Dodgers, but I guess I can't now because my co-host here is uh, wearing Dodger blue. Wish I had a, uh, you know, maybe a same-game parlay here that involved Mookie Betts. would be great if somebody could uh, throw one of those up there. It'd be really uh, gone. But I'm sure Dave has got one here, I'm sure, in this game. You know what? Maybe I'll talk to a guy who can talk to a guy, and I'll get you an SG3 over there on in-game live. <laughs> Thank you. Please. I think you're missing out on that, Joe. I think we'll oh, yeah. we'll, Appreciate we'll, uh, that. we'll send a couple. Mm. We'll send that in a gift basket uh, <laughs> your way, my friend. Uh, good luck tonight on in-game live. That's Joe uh, That's Dave Sharpman. Get them out of here before yeah, we yeah. are all in trouble. Break is around the corner. That's right. That's right. In-game live coming up. This is Game Time Decisions. I'll swing the people the best bets. Uh, on the way oh, out of here. Man, oh, man. Hard left. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Wow. Game time decisions is back right here. First time in a long time I've been uh, teased like that on the way in. That's, I, was, I was just set up to fail. We're going to set up to succeed here with the best bets on the way out. Kevin Walsh, appreciate everybody who stopped by. Adam Kaplan and Donnie Rice had also had to pull uh, a little extra uh, in the beginning there with some technical issues. We appreciate everybody who stuck with us here. Uh, great stuff from Muneri and Sharapan, who's going to be on in-game live, setting up from 8 to 10. It's going to be Sports Rage late at night from 10 to 1. We'll carry you through the end of that Thursday nighter. And again, also appreciate both Tom Vecchio and Peter Apple who helped us out uh, with this Thursday night football game. Niners, 10.5 point favorite, total 43.5. I'm backing away. From this total, I am on the side. I took the Giants plus the 10.5 points. Uh, I know that Daniel Jones does not win in, uh, on night games. Don't care. We're looking to cover 9-1 and one against the spread in his last 10 games on short rest here. He's been incredible covering numbers on the road, specifically as a road underdog. He and Brian Dable together were fantastic dogs last season. I'll take the double digits. George Kittle to get himself into the end zone. That number, uh, plus 190 you can locate out there. Uh, so lock that wager in uh, because with Brandon Ayuk out, the last time Kittle uh, played without one of the top wide receivers, whether that was Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk, last year four game sample size. Touchdown on all of them. Six plus touchdowns. Uh, six total touchdowns in that span. But the number tonight, it's Brock Purdy. It's over one and a half passing touchdowns. Seven consecutive regular season games. This, this future MVP, Brock Purdy threw two-plus touchdown passes for the San Francisco 49ers. Last week, the first time in a regular season game, Purdy didn't get there. He actually finished with a goose egg because they took a Debo Samuel touchdown away from him. He gets back there tonight. We don't have giant sample size. Dak didn't get there. Didn't need to. The game was outrageous. Josh Dobbs didn't get there. He's Josh Dobbs. Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy. And there's a narrative that he missed out a lot of touchdown opportunities last week here. They're going to hit some deep ones against this New York Giants team. Not too many, though. Let's stay inside that number. But Purdy gets over one and a half passing touchdowns. Once again, that's game time decisions. I'm Kevin Walsh. We'll see you for a Friday night. Good luck. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.